You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from the Your Story Travel Company, Margie and Sarah. We hope that you are safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 596, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. And before Stephanie gets started, I'm just going to apologize now, people. I am really slap happy tonight, and I don't know why my family was making fun of me before we went on, so... Apologize if I giggle. That's what I'm giggling about. I'm just tired, I guess. <laughs> just means it's going to be a fun episode, That's guys. Right. Today, we're going to be sharing with you all of the latest Disney rumors and news to try and help your week be more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our story guides would be glad to help. Visit yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. If you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. Contact us today. So I got to actually be on the last night or the last day, excuse me, of the arts festival. And coming up next is Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, which is starting when this airs on Wednesday, March the 3rd. However, we did get to see some topiaries while we were there. A few of them that were, were done and they were pretty cool. It's going to run all the way until June the 5th. And Disney is going to have some of their Orlando entertainment playing at the American Gardens Theater Fridays through Monday evenings, along with Voices of Liberty and Mariachi Cobra that have been playing there. And I do have to tell you, that is a different venue. I was trying to think, I think it was Miranda that talked to us about that, that said that it was just a different way to hear, oh, Voices of Liberty, because they were singing Disney songs rather than singing um, like American patriotic songs like they do when they're in the American adventure part. And um, it was really cool. And it was a different sound where you have that echo when you're in the American adventure, but you didn't have that um, at the American gardens Um, because they're doing this. This is giving all of the guests hope that the eat to the beat is going to come back during the 2021 food and wine festival. And if you go on Taylor Dane's page, she has that she's performing in Epcot. And so we're hoping that it's not just a rumor and that she just didn't put that on her calendar to freak people out, that they're gonna bring back the Eat to Beat because that was a really fun um, concert series that would come there every year. Have any of you seen that before? I haven't. I was trying to think. I think we saw like a Sammy Hagar um, like lookalike for Eat to the Beat. And I was trying to think maybe a journey, maybe journey. I can't remember. It's been a while since we've been there in October, but I I just remember it was really good music. Yeah. I haven't been there during that time, but it has always sounded like a good time to me. We've been to the flower and garden festival. I just don't think I've seen that particular show. Um, And we'll be back again. So this will be all opening while we're there. There is a new Disney mask update. As you already know, you need to socially distance and only eat or drink when you're spread out. Well, now Disney is saying that you need to keep your mask on for most of your restaurant experience too. 
um, anyone who is two years of age or older must wear a mask in all public areas unless stationary while eating or drinking. And when I say two or over, like even if you're younger than two, they are stopping people to see if you really are under two and they're asking you to mask up, even babies in strollers, if they're taking a nap, you must be wearing a mask. So do be aware, you do have to keep those masks on. Mask training is really important. Um, but before, masks were allowed to be taken off when you were sitting down eating your food. And that is not the case anymore. Vicky and Gina, they were just there and they saw this happening. As soon as you sat down at a table, you took off your mask until you left the restaurant. However, now masks must remain on when you're standing, sitting, or waiting for food in dining locations. They can only be taken off as you're actively eating and then you need to put it back on. I actually left mine on um, until the food arrived at the table because of me. Because I was afraid when I went back to school, I was gonna struggle with the whole leaving it on all day. And Kaylee did too, but our friends took it off. So I know that's gonna be a little bit of confusion for people that haven't been used to this so far. Because there were people, you know how you linger at a restaurant for an hour mm -hmm. or two sometimes. And there were people that were just totally taking advantage of that where we just did it because we were used to what happens at school. So we were trying to keep ourselves in a mindset. But um, I was wondering if that was coming. And so it made me wonder if with the increase of people even though it's still supposedly only at 35%, if that is why they're doing this, because they're afraid that the COVID is gonna spread. And, and we know that's a possibility when they add more people in. I was thinking it was mainly because right now there's not a ton of dining options open. And so they need those seats. And if they're going to increase capacity and there's gonna be more people, they need people to sit down, eat their food and get up and leave, not sit down and take a mask break in these seated areas. Good yeah, point. That makes sense too. It does make sense. It makes sense to me that you would keep your mask on until your food comes, but I haven't been inside of a restaurant for over a year. So <laughs> I have been to one restaurant since last March, physically inside of a restaurant. And in that situation, we sat down and we left our masks on. And usually they bring your drinks out well, in a typical restaurant, you know, they bring your drinks out and then your food comes later. So they brought the drinks out and I would take my mask off, take a sip, put it back on. And um, it was just how it happened. And then when the food came, I took my mask off and I ate, put it back on. Um, I know there's some breweries around us where they have signs up and I think they've made it kind of catchy where it says something like, Unless you have a bottle to your lips, you need a mask on your face or... I was going to say hips. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But basically, if you're not actively drinking, you have to have a mask on. So I think, you know, wherever you go, you're just going to have to follow their rules and or decide to stay home. <laughs> I did want to mention, because I don't think that we put this in our trip report uh, or the pop-ups that we were doing. And one of the things that we thought was cool was how the cast members were handling the kids that they knew were far and away over two years old to get their mask back on. Because there were, uh, there was one family in particular that we seemed to keep running into. I mean, we weren't like more than six feet away, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, there was enough distance between us. I'm just saying the kids had it where it was either under their nose and their lip was on it or it was completely under their chin. And the cast member would come up, the one little girl, they said, 
Oh, princess, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Don't forget, cover your mouth and nose. And I mean, it was real, you know, started with the positive by saying happy birthday. We thought that was cool. We saw another little boy that was dressed like a prince. And he's like, you look so handsome today. Let's make your costume complete by covering your mouth and nose and keeping everybody <laughs> safe. And just the cute little ways that they were saying it. So it didn't sit, sound like we do all day. Cover your nose, cover your mouth. Mask up, mask up. Yeah. <laughs> or just this. I, I'm so tired of doing this all day. No, no, no. They know that means their nose is showing. But yeah, I uh, would say if you um, are a family like us where you haven't really traveled a lot of places with your kids, and I mean, my kids are home schooling virtually right now, so they don't wear a mask all day. Do practice at home and make sure you're finding a mask that fits your kids appropriately because mm -hmm. when it doesn't fit, it's not going to help that situation, you know, when you're trying to cover the mouth and the nose. But if you know you have a mask that fits well, then it's going to make that easier as well. So maybe do a little mask shopping before your next trip if you haven't done that before as a teacher i would suggest getting the adjustable straps and that is one thing that kaylee said that disney missed their bed on was the adjustable strap we love our disney masks but um now that i've washed them a couple times i guess i shouldn't have dried them but they didn't say not to dry them and now it makes my ears protrude like if mm -hmm. if you've ever seen me at school stuff i try I don't wear them very often, which makes me sad because I really like them. One of them's Tiki Room. And, um, but they make my ears stick out and they hurt. And so, um, as uh, coming, if you're thinking about going to Disney, definitely make sure that whatever you pick has an adjustable strap for your kid because you want it to be as comfortable as possible, especially if you're going in the heated areas of the year. And pack extra masks to carry into the park with you. Definitely. Oh, and. I forgot my neck fan. Uh, I, I would strongly suggest those neck fans. I think they're 10 or $12 on Amazon and you don't need batteries for them. They charge with a USB. Oh, that's awesome. And I saw people walking around. I'm like, how did I not pack this this time? Cause I had them in October and it was perfect because it was like blowing and it just, it would catch the mass just right where you could feel a little air coming in. And even in February, you felt like you did that. Yeah. Well, the first day we got there, it was like Miranda said, we needed sweatshirts. And then by Tuesday, when we were at Hollywood Studios, we got sunburned. So it was like 82, 83 degrees. Wow. I mean, it was up and down. There yeah. were crazy people in that pool, though, at 50 degrees. Woo. <laughs> were you at Disney when Texas was under snow? Possibly, because we had uh, snow and ice when you guys were having snow, because we we were making sure, and you said you hadn't lost your electricity, and you had invited somebody over. Um, okay, well, let's talk about something exciting. And, I mean, this is, like, really exciting. Coming to Disneyland, California Adventure. Okay, so it's called A Touch of Disney. And like I said, it's coming to Disneyland's California Adventure. This is the name of the ticketed event that will basically open up the whole park, excluding the rides, <laughs> but the park <laughs> will be open. So you can look at it and dream. Yeah, you can just like stand there and like, and okay, so this is what you're gonna do, everybody. You're gonna go to this ticketed event, okay? And then you're gonna stand in front of the ride and you're gonna pull up 
a YouTube video of the 360 <laughs> rides that people have done, the videos. You're gonna play that while you stand in front of the line. You can kind of get somewhat of an experience. There you go. <laughs> and if anybody sees anybody doing that, ask them if they saw, they heard it on the Mousecapades podcast. That's right. If they heard it from <laughs> you, hear, you heard it here, people. <laughs> it will begin on March 18th and it'll run through April 5th and will be released on a rolling process, which means we don't know how long this will last. Hopefully it'll just last until Disneyland actually opens, but who knows. Um, it'll run through Thursdays through Mondays from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. And they are going to have churros and Dole Whip and even a small version of the Monte Cristo sandwich. Uh, Carthay Circle and Land Flight Lounge will be open during the ticketed event, but you will have to have a ticket and a reservation. So don't forget that. Um, some shops on Buena Vista and Pixar Pier will also be open through March 14th as part of Downtown Disney. Then they will reopen with the ticketed event to guests. There will be characters. Oh, this like is making me so happy for California. And photo spots. The introductory ticket price is $75 and it includes admission, parking, unlimited photo pass downloads, and a $25 dining card. Like, that's a really good deal. Tickets will go on sale tomorrow, March 4th, and you can make restaurant reservations starting March 11th. I thought that was really good, especially with the photo pass included. Yeah. Right. At first I saw $75 and I thought, oh, to go there and not ride anything? Right. And then to buy a whole bunch of stuff while you're there, like this seems like an expensive, I'm just going to walk around, but it includes everything that you would buy. Right. $25 yeah. to spend on food, the pictures, well, the parking. Yeah. The parking alone is 25 right. Yeah. For people starved of being able to do things that, you know, this seems like a, not a bad deal. <laughs> you guys, I saw the line of going in that first day that Buena Vista opened just for people to go stand on Buena Vista Avenue like yeah people are people are going to be paying this like oh this is going to sell going. out immediately oh yeah immediately people are dying to go into Disneyland so I think that this is a really good idea and hopefully it'll show California that they can open. They need it to... wasn't so bad. It was yeah. okay. They need to wear those masks, though. Yes. Yes. I, I know a lot of people don't want to wear their masks. In Walt Disney World, the Magic Kingdom moat is empty. We don't know what is going on exactly, but we did find out that the hedges in front of the castle are there because the stage is being replaced. You can see progress from the side or when you come through the castle. The front is covered with a scrim to hide the magic that is underway, so the hedges will be in your castle photos for right now until the construction is complete. We are anxious to see what changes are made to the stage. And we're wondering if this means that the castle show will be back in time for the 50th anniversary. What are y'all's thoughts? I think that they're doing something for the 50th anniversary for sure. So do I we think this can... construction will happen all summer long? Um, yeah. I think How it's much gonna... of an eyesore is it? 
it's not really bad. Um, the scrim is brown like the one over the railroad was in October, and I was worried for the guests for when they came at Christmas that their Christmas pictures would reflect that. However, they painted it, so it looks okay. Um, I don't know, but I think the way they're doing with the dots on the ground, I don't even know if you guys have seen pictures of that. I'm saying it like you know what I'm talking about. But they have these little dots and they're six feet apart on the ground. Mm -hmm. They put families on those dots. It's not ideal, but I think they could bring back the stage show and put the families on those mm -hmm. dots. And when it's full, then you're just going to have to come back. I think they're going to have to bring back some of this stuff, especially with prices raising. Are prices rising? It's, I think it's just the standard now, but I, I somewhat feel that, um, I don't think they can recoup all the money from Walt Disney World because the other parks are having to be closed. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I feel like they're kind of gouging the Walt Disney World people. I think you do see deeper discounts reflected in the specials that they have released, you know, things up you know, room discounts up to, what is it, 35%? Yep. I think Which is a lot more than normal. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, there's there's good and there's bad. We'll see. I mean, I, we don't know. Do you think the show's coming back, Sarah? I have done a little looking into month by month what things will look like with COVID as time moves on. And... I think you'll see increased capacity, but unless things drastically changed, I don't see them opening up a show like that that would gather a large group of people. It, that's true, but I feel like they're doing that anyway to some extent. Stuff will understand better when she's there. Mm -hmm. I think that that's starting to happen a little bit. It's not horrible, but at the same time, not like when I was in October. Yeah. I, was... I will say here in North Carolina, where I am, they have started to open up things more for outdoor events. And a lot of Disney World is outside. So, you know, maybe they are headed in that direction. I just hope that people understand and maybe it's just me i know there's people out there that think like me there's people that don't but i am not going to want someone to come stand shoulder to shoulder beside me whether or not they have a mask on and i don't know how long that's going to be i hope that there are measures still in place when they start doing things that gather crowds that still keep people feeling comfortable and distance to a degree because I know that I think Nick had said, I think this is what he said. They hope to be 100% by January. I just don't think that's virtually possible. I mean, not virtually, but possible. Here's why. The lines, the virtual lines are so long, even though they're moving consistently. And that's what I talked about in my trip report or my pop-ups, that they were moving consistently. But they're taking up so much space in the park, like Haunted Mansion, they added those things in. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago where they added the metal and the plexiglass so that you could move more people through there, but not have, you know, keep the social distancing part. Our line was all the way to Big Thunder Mountain to line up for Haunted Mansion. Now, for Haunted Mansion? Yes. 
and they ran it down. Um, so you know where the Liberty Bell is? Well, there's two ways that you can go out from the Liberty Bell. Well, now they're using one of those ways as part of the line for Haunted Mansion too, so that they can social distance for even longer. And I just don't see even putting 50%, where are those these lines gonna go? This mm. is where I wonder, does Disney have something behind the scenes where they're going to make use of more virtual cues? They need like to. Like you have for Rise of the Resistance. However, there's gotta be some glitches in that because we were up before seven and my friend Angela used two phones. She had my phone and her phone and she was flipping them both. And it wasn't even a minute after the um, one o'clock and all the things were gone. And she was using two phones from one, uh, 1255. She just kept refreshing, refreshing. And that's what Miranda's husband told us to do. And yes, the park was busy, but how does something fill up in a minute? And, and really, yeah. she said it wasn't even a minute. I think now, granted, this I was there in January 2020, so before everything happened. And when we went in, so my husband and I did different days because one of our kids did not want to do Rise of the Resistance and one did. And the method that I was using was you had to be ready to go into the app right at seven was the time then. So right at seven, you went into it. We, my daughter and I got boarding group number nine, the people beside us, I think he was already in the app and it froze on him. And I don't think they got a boarding group. Um, so I don't know. So I wasn't refreshing, but I was just like hanging outside of the, I forget, it's been so long. I don't remember what you, what the path is that you click on, but I remember I was standing there and telling Claire, we might not get it, but we might get it. You know, we don't know, but it's going to be okay because there's lots of things to do if we don't get a boarding group. And I was just sitting there ready to punch it. And we, you know, I was shocked. I was like, I didn't even think a boarding group number nine existed. Well, it's a Miranda, myth. Got, Miranda got two. That's wow. awesome. That's really a myth. <laughs> I know. That's why I was trying to get tips from him. And he told me what to do and we did it. But we followed the directions the day before we went to Hollywood Studios. Disney sent us directions and said, this is what you need to be ready to do. Be up five minutes before the queue starts. La, la, la. So we did all of that. Mm -hmm. And now we're not as big as Star Wars fans as you guys, but we wanted to do it because of the hype. Everybody telling us how uh, wonderful it was. Right. And we rode Smuggler's Run and Kaylee and I were pleasantly surprised. It was not at all what we thought. And so... I just think we deserve that opportunity and I just, I, I want Disney, I know what you're saying about virtual queues, I agree, but we need to make sure that it's also not somebody hacking in because there's been situations before where people have hacked into the system and yeah. I, I am happy though that they do, or at least we heard that was the fact, they will not let you write, if you wrote it at seven, you don't get to write it again at one, even if you can pull it up because it locks you out. Because Did you, you already try it seven, Vicki? Yeah, we did. We got up. And okay, tried. so you tried at seven and at one and neither right. time. We didn't use two phones. We got the idea to use two phones. Now, this was where we got a little magic. So if you listened on the show, I apologize. But um, 
we were we were wondering why the line times were down. Well, we figured out everybody was waiting to get on Rise of the Resistance, but we were in line for Toy Story Midway Mania, so we're walking there, walking there, and Angela's like, "We've got to, we've got to do the Rise of the Resistance." And I'm like, "We can just let people go ahead of us." And she's like, "You know what? I don't love this ride as much as you guys do. You go ahead and ride it, and um, I'll just stay on the sidelines." And I said, "You can have my phone too." So that's why she was, you know, pulling down on two phones at the same time, and we thought it's like the lottery; she'll win one. Um, <laughs> Well, we got to the front and we told the sweet guy, we're like, you know, she's not going to ride because we want to try to get Rise of the Resistance. And I first thought he said, I can give you passes. And I got like all excited. <laughs> but what he said was, if you'll stand over here, I'm going to let your party ride. And when they come back around, then we'll let you get on with them. Then you don't miss out on the chance trying to get a ride. And mm. then he was really glad he told her that because then we didn't get the Rise of the Resistance. But she still got to ride Toy Story Midway Mania. So that was a little oh, magic. That's awesome. I wonder if um, something more along the lines of the old-fashioned Fast Pass or like Max Pass, which you know I think we've heard rumblings of, is that right. the way this is going to go with when Fast Pass returns, where you, whether virtually or you go to a kiosk, go virtually enter a queue, but you have to do it that day. Um, I think they were that testing well. something like that while we were there because I know I reached out to some of you guys. I don't remember who oh, was yeah. on the text. Here's why. I agree that it could have been some parent swap and it could have been some disability act, but it was a lot of younger people. And some lady told Kaylee when we were in Mouse Gears, uh, um, she heard Kaylee tell me 30 minutes till Soren and only a 30 minute wait. And she goes, I know where I'm going next. That's why I paid for that. Um, pass so I could go to the front of the line and we were looking at each other like what and we, we never could know. find anything else so I don't know if they were like testing it out and they offered it to a few people oh yeah because um, I know you can't recognize a disability no nobody realizes that my knees are as bad as they are without an x-ray machine I'm just saying it was a consistent line of people and they you know I don't think there was anything wrong because that lady had just told us the day before something she paid for. So it'll be interesting to see huh. if something comes out about that. And I would like to see when Steph goes, I'll be interested to see if you see that. It wasn't in every ride, but it was in a lot of them. Like we saw it at Frozen and we saw it at Rock and Roller Coaster. And the more popular ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tower of Terror. Yeah, these people would come up and with kid, like two kids or something. In that situation, there was no mom. So unless they kept the kids on the side I don't know it was just really interesting and I kept googling things and we were asking people and nobody would give us a straight answer so we also mentioned the like increasing capacity and I don't know if anybody saw this this week but there was rumor that they did increase capacity recently like this week because oh. in March when I'm going there were a ton of blackout dates, not blackout dates, but dates that were suddenly sold full. out. So it right. was like sold out my week, the week before, the week after. In April, there was a couple sold out, like Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom were starting to sell out. And then all of a sudden, one day There's you woke more. up and everything was available. I think hmm. it's it's a good possibility because that was one thing. Betsy's there right now. And so she was telling me that it was a little bit uncomfortable um, crowd-wise. And that's what she was talking to me about. And I said, Hollywood Studios, as much as I love that park, if I don't get to go to that one the next time we're there, I won't be upset because it was. It was the probably the least safe place. Mm -hmm. I didn't get sick or anything like that. 
But if I was going to feel unsafe about a park, that would be the park I felt unsafe about because because we've talked about this over and over. The only show that's there is Frozen Sing Along. Everything else is rides. Um, I will tell you a cool thing that I don't know. We might have mentioned that on our pop-ups or not, but what a great idea to move the relaxation station into the Indiana Jones Theater. Oh, yeah. Massively amazing. They have those fans overhead. Mm-hmm. So we were so warm that day. That was the day that we all got burnt. And um, we just sat under the fan. There was a man behind us complaining because the fan was going too fast for him. But then there were fan. He wanted to know, could they turn it off? There were fans other places that weren't as fast as that one. And we're like, why doesn't he just move to a no? No, don't turn the fan down. It feels so good. But anyway, so I am... I am glad that they're thinking through using some of these areas, but I think like they should be using Beauty and the Beast as well. It's not being used for a show. Use that or maybe they can wind the line because they have the Rock and Roller Coaster line goes down where you first entered into Fantasmic and the Tower of Terror line goes past the uh, Tower of Terror all the way to where the seats are where Fantasmic is. That's where we got mine. So I don't know. It's going to be crazy. It's definitely going to be crazy until they get this all figured out. And just a really quick thing. I know we mentioned like price increase. I looked it up. So just like, so you kind of have somewhat of an idea. Like March 6th this year, it's $124 for that day. And March 6th in 2022 is $131. Well, they were saying that there's going to be less down days. Like... Right now, the lowest price day of a year is $109. The average price ticket is $135. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, Brad and Joey reported on this last week. And there are far less tickets. There are only $109 than there are on the higher end of $159. Yeah, I was looking through 2022 and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, these are a lot pricier. So. Well, we Disney. Disney. Right. Don't, don't price us out here. So the People Mover saga continues. I know you guys are completely shocked, although I was a little relieved because I was sad. I thought they were going to open on the 28th, which would have been good for Betsy. She would have been able to ride the People Mover. But yet again, they have projected out a longer date for this. And it was moving while we were there. I don't know what they're doing. I think they're just doing it to build up the thing. What's the matter? You're not going to get to ride it either. Yes. That much longer? Whole, I thought it was going to be like, oh, another couple weeks, just two. No, April 3rd, but I don't know if it was Joey or somebody else. So, Joey, I'm sorry if you did not say this. Somebody said they think they're trying to build up the hype so they can bring out some merch to bring back the rebuild of it. Like, oh. people have been oh, waiting my. so long. And, I mean, think about it. They've done crazier things before. So, uh, do you guys, it's supposed to open on Easter, so what do you guys think about that? Because by the time it opens, if it opens on Easter, it would still be in over a year since it closed because it closed a week before the pandemic. Do we know what they're doing? Well, I knew they were cha- they were replacing those sensors because they were older. They're from the beginning. Okay. But a year? Yeah. I mean, Seems like a long time. They can... All I can think is that they were... <laughs> Yeah, all I can think is that they were putting that project on hold somehow to direct resources towards other construction that was going on. But I really have no idea why it was has been it's closed really, for a year. It's a really popular ride. They need to get on this. Definitely. <laughs> I've always seen that. a really long line 
to get on the people mover. Every single time I'm there, people just really, so they need to like up their game. I'm just being sarcastic. I never see a line. Oh, really? You should be there at Christmas. Oh, I'm not there. I haven't been there at Christmas, so. Maybe they're using their money and resources for Harmonious. There you go. So over in Epcot, they are testing fireworks and we still haven't been given an opening date because Disney doesn't like to give us those. (laughs) Um, But Harmonious is coming sometime, some mysterious day. Um, But this past week, after hours, fireworks were being tested in Epcot. A few very lucky guests spotted some fireworks from their Epcot area hotel rooms that appeared to be coming from the World Showcase Lagoon. There are cast members continuing to work on the barges every day. The more we see in the lagoon helps us realize that we are closer to having harmonious start. Meanwhile, many people agree that the big black barges look like an eyesore blocking the gorgeous view of the World Showcase. In fact, Vicky overheard other guests talking about this last week as they were taking photos and looking at the lake. Kind of obstructs your view, huh? Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of that. I, I, I understood it, and I think, I don't know who was on the show when I said, well, those are already hooked up. Why are we not um, doing the waterfall yet? But I didn't realize, I wasn't thinking from the perspective they have to shoot the fireworks and everything out of it and run the wires for um, the visual and everything. So Mm. maybe that's why they're not doing it. I felt really guilty when I was looking at it because they really were working hard the whole time we were there. (laughs) And I was like, okay, Vicky, let the magic go. And so, yeah. I'm trying to trust Disney on this one, but it's not pretty right now paint it at least (laughs) make it blue like the water (laughs) well talking about not having an official opening (laughs) date the star wars hotel is officially hiring it looks like the hotel is on schedule to meet the 2021 opening date but we don't know do we know that date we just know it's opening in 2021 well, nope, that's what I have a client that said they want to go, so they're still I'm saying shocked. <laughs> and they know the price. Woo! We want to be your friend. Awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Disney is looking for a hotel services director. Sign me up. I know nothing about hotels, but um, <laughs> although, although Disney still hasn't released an exact opening date. Oh, there we go. The fact that Disney is advertising for cast members means that the hotel should be opening soon. So what do y'all think? What is your projected opening for this amazingly detailed Star Wars hotel that I am so freaking excited about? They're going to do, it's like, okay, it's going to be like Disney Plus. Mandalorian is coming out in October, and it's October 30th. That's when it's coming out, October 30th. (laughs) So it's like, the Star Wars Hotel is opening 2021, which means it's opening December 31st of 2021. (laughs) That's what they're going to do. As long as Sarah's clients work with that. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like Ratatouille. Like, we still don't know when Ratatouille's opening. Oh, I know. I teasingly told Jamie when we were there. I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to walk up and they're going to say, it's this girl's 21st birthday. We should let her ride this ride. (laughs) And she goes, you think? And I said, no, but it's a nice dream. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm kind of thinking fall. 
That would go along with what Marcy's 50th. thinking. Yep. 50th mm-hmm. anniversary. All right. Are y'all ready for some really big news? Yes, we need big news. Good okay. news. Over in Disneyland, the Grand Californian Hotel is reopening. The villas, I know. The villas are scheduled to reopen on May 2nd, 2021. It will be just the villas for now. So that's very similar to what's going on in Disney World with several of the resorts. The rest of the Grand Californian will remain closed while the villas become available to Disney Vacation Club members. Most dining, entertainment, and swimming activities will be modified or suspended when the hotel reopens. This will be the first hotel since the park closures last March 2020 to reopen. This is a super big deal for California. I hope that it is a sign of things to come for them. I do too. Me too. I mean, California Adventures opening, kind of. Grand California is opening, kind of. But Find didn't they do that? At, they're easing their way into it. Well, didn't they do that at Disney World? They opened up the resorts before they opened up the parks. Yes, Remember? they did. Yeah, they mm-hmm. opened up the resorts in June, June, and the park didn't open until July. Right. Yeah. And if you don't know, there are several resorts that are open. For example, Wilderness Lodge. You can stay in the DVC rooms, but the regular hotel portion does not open until June sixth. Um, yeah. And it's the same way at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can stay at Kadani Village, but you can't stay at Jumbo House. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can keep that in mind if you're thinking about booking a trip. We are available. I'm also curious if how many people have joined Disney Vacation Club this Probably last year. Probably not many. <laughs> really? No, I would say different. You in would? The last, yeah, in the last month, I have seen so many people say, we bought it Old Key West today. We bought it Saratoga Springs today. And I was like, wow, where'd you get that money? <laughs> I went to buy Saratoga I, Springs. I guess I'm going off of some things I've heard on some um, blogs. I will not name names. Okay. But um, it seemed to me in terms of what you get for your money now is so far from what you used to be able to get that it might not be as, um, I can't think of the word, but appealing to buyers as it used to be. Well, I was just curious because like the Grand Californian, it's available to Disney Vacation Club members. Right. I'm just wondering like, if somebody's gonna join the Disney Vacation Club just so that they can go and stay at the Grand Californian Hotel, you know? Well, I mean, how big is the point rental business because you could do it that way too right is animal kingdom can other like only the disney vacation club rooms are available but can anybody stay in those rooms yeah you could rent points but you could book the rooms too as far as i know you we could price it like any other room i think it's yeah it's just going to be more expensive pricey you need to consider and i heard somebody talking about that when we were there we always stay on the bus i think it was we always stay at pop century because it's fun and because how much time are we really in the room the one lady said yeah if i come here i'm staying at and not going to the parks i'm staying at beach club and that's where i'm going to hang out which i would agree i mean that's why you would want to do one of those high-end ones but well you just have to think about it vacation club is 
it's it's made for people that are going to want to stay for a longer period or have you know access to a kitchen yes um oh or, yeah you know larger think, families larger families or groups that might be traveling together it might be a better option for them compared to your standard hotel room right yeah mm-hmm. for sure so Disney's Cruise Line has extended their rebooking window. So this is for our good friend Betsy because it said if you booked a Disney cruise and it was canceled during the pandemic, uh, you and you chose to take the Disney's credit of 125% that Stephanie's been pushing for everybody to take. You Do are now, it. You are now able to rebook through September 30th, 2022. So Bets. If your trip does get canceled in July or anybody's, actually, I'm just telling her because she's been worried about this. You have until next September 30th to take your trip. This is an extra four month extension to what they had originally told us. So I hope Betsy is listening. This year hadn't been looking like it was gonna happen again again for her family. So she was really hoping that something was gonna happen. Although she has a plan in the hopper, if I'm not mistaken, her mom's talking about bringing the family to Alani if they don't get to take the cruise. Um, The European sailings are suspended through August 10th and Disney is also investigating its Alaskan cruises because if you remember right, the Canadian government said that they're not allowing cruises to come. So that could affect some of the European sailings. Cruises, y'all, they're just, I I don't see how they're gonna, some of these cruising companies are gonna be able to survive this. Thank you, that's what I'm saying. It's awful. I see Disney being able to survive it because they have the parks and Disney Plus and, you know, all these other avenues that they're able to get money. Just merchandise alone. Yeah. Yeah. Merchandise alone. (laughs) I mean, seriously. I spent a pretty penny at Shop Disney this year. So it's so sad for these cruise lines. And think how many people work on these cruise ships. Yeah. A lot. So speaking of more kind of depressing news, sorry, Sorry. Disneyland Paris has announced that they are canceling their Disneyland Paris Pride, Disneyland's Paris Electroland, and Disneyland Paris's Run Weekend. These Mm -hmm. events were supposed to happen in June, July, and September, and Disney has postponed them until 2022. Definitely sad for Disney and especially for all the people of Paris, hopefully being this cautious We'll get our world back on track and then no more events will have to be canceled. Can't wait for that day. Yeah, I know. Too. I'm so excited. All right, good news. Margie, take us to some good news. Food, glorious food. I dun, love it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Um, another <laughs> character breakfast is returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I'm so this excited. This is so exciting. Me too. Hollywood Studios, um, Hollywood and Vine is bringing back its Disney Junior Character Breakfast starting March 22nd. That's super fun. The meal will be a la carte instead of the buffet as it was prior to the pandemic. Um, And guests will be able to see Fancy Nancy, Vampirina, Doc McStuffins, and Goofy. And there will be a shared pastry basket for the table and you will choose either an omelet or all-you-can-eat pancakes. Love it. And reservations are available now to book for this Disney Junior's character experience. Okay, that's like super exciting. 
I did not see this one when I was booking reservations. I love Vampirina and Fancy Nancy. So you should get on there and see if you can grab one now. Well, when I'm you- going to. I'm writing it down. I'm going to be on as soon as we get off of this episode. <laughs> oh, heck, we don't care. Do your story and then you can go back and do your reservation. Yeah. No, that's like really, really exciting. I say, do you think buffets will ever come back or are they gone the way of the dodo? You know, I'm actually gone. hoping that they don't come back. I don't really care for the buffet for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons why I don't like it at a character dining is I'm always afraid to leave the table. Right. Like, I'm always so afraid that when I'm there getting food, then a character is going to come and I'm going to miss that character and it's always a very stressful experience for me as a mom, like, mm. because even like taking a kid to the buffet, then I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to hurry back and they're, they're going to be there. And I don't know. I just, yeah. But when we went to Ohana, yes. uh, it was such a relaxing experience for me because they brought the food to us. See, I felt very I do rushed at Ohana. Did you? What time did you go? Okay, it was during spring break, which is one of the most busy times of year. Um, And I just felt rushed. And I don't know if it was just my mindset or if we were really being rushed, but I didn't get a peaceful feeling. Aw. I mean, what time of morning was it? Oh gosh, I don't remember. Like, do because like some people really like early. Some people want like at nine o'clock. We tend to do like the brunch, so could we can go to the park and and then go there mm-hmm. if we want. It was definitely more breakfast time. I just feel like when we go, then definitely not rush because we're usually in like one of the last groups, and yeah. then then they clean up and they're not serving till dinner. So they, I never feel rushed. So and I, maybe that's why because I went at like ten to ohana it was our last day there we were checking out of our resort and it was like our last thing to do at disney we ended it with a character breakfast at ohana and yeah we didn't feel rushed and then you really didn't want to leave then we really didn't want to leave (laughs) that's how i would have been i would be like can i just live here i need some more stitch shoes (laughs) yeah i'd be curious to know and i do not have a strong knowledge of the food service industry but how many how much staff it takes to run a buffet versus um you know a family service location or quick service type meal um versus how much food has to be prepared for Mm -hmm. a buffet you know i'm sure there's a lot of changes there how quickly is turnover in a buffet setting versus table service because i feel like they move people through Mm-hmm. pretty quickly I'm trying I'm thinking about like at Tusker house you know the the characters were moving around at a pretty good clip and I don't feel like we spent a very long time in there see, we were in both places two hours and maybe it's just my family I don't know but um yeah that'd, that'd be interesting to see how they transition well, you wonder, yeah you wonder are they changing the price for the character breakfast because an Mm -hmm. omelet and all you can eat pancakes does not equivalent to an all you can eat buffet i know so that they didn't i mean they're not even having all you can eat mickey waffles i'm sorry are they going to be at least mickey pancakes they didn't say (laughs) 
but I will investigate that for you and get back to you. Okay. So I'm going to get very hungry when I speak about <laughs> our next story because this all sounds delicious. Um, Big River Grill and Brewing Works has reopened at the boardwalk. It has both indoor and outdoor seating. They have the same menu that they have had for years. They have appetizers like nachos, quesadillas, and more. They have salads to choose from, the greenhouse salad, the Caesar salad, the grilled salmon Caesar salad, the brewer's cob salad, and the Santa Fe ranch chicken salad. A variety of entrees are offered from ribeye to ribs to pasta. They have several sandwich choices, including burgers, chicken, and fish. Of course, they have a huge variety of cocktails to choose from. So add this to your list of possibilities for your next dining location. Yeah, I've never been to this place. And after I was reading it, I'm like, why have I not been to this place? <laughs> the food has sounded so good. Sangria University is returning to Disney. The Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Coronado Springs is once again having sangria classes. You will taste four house glasses of sangria paired with an appetizer while learning about the history of sangria. You'll receive a sangria diploma, which I did not even realize is a thing, <laughs> at the end of the event to prove that you graduated from Disney Sangria University. If you are oh interested gosh. in this, you can contact www.sangria.university at disney.com. This is a real thing, people. This sounds like a fun event for couples or a girls trip. If you take part in the Sangria University, we would love to chat with you here on Mascapades Podcast. I just thought that would be really fun. Um, also, if you've ever done the tequila experience um, at the Mexican Pavilion, I would love to interview you too. These are two things that I don't know that I knew happened or went on at Disney. And I think they'd be cool. Listeners would want to hear about them. Especially how much chips and guacamole you ate. Chips and <laughs> <laughs> That's a tequila experience. How was that chips, chips and guac? <laughs> Animal Kingdom has a few new snacks in celebration of the new Disney movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. The first can be found on the ice cream truck that has strawberry and vanilla ice cream swirled and topped with a cone dipped in blue white chocolate and rolled in sparkling sugar. Tuck Tuck is a part of this new movie. He's part pill bug, part pug, and part high speed off-road vehicle. At Creature Comforts, which the Starbucks and Animal Kingdom, um, that's where you can find this one. You can get the baby Tuck Tuck moose. There's also a baby Tuck Tuck Sunday that can be found at Dino Bites. It is made with chai tea, spiced caramel cake, chai caramel sauce, green tea, cake crumbles, edible caramel beads, and a white chocolate picture of baby Tuck Tuck. Who is adorable, by the way. So cute. There is an annual pass holder cookie. If you are a pass holder, all these exclusive things for pass holders, <laughs> you can get an exclusive cookie from Dino Bites. It is a classic Disney sugar cookie with Mickey sprinkles and a Donald Duck pattern on white chocolate. This cookie will be available weekdays through March 19th. There is also annual pass holder secret cocktails. Well, they're like hoity-toity little pass holders, but it's fine. <laughs> We're going to be one someday, so it'll someday, be fine. Someday. Um, they can be found in Restaurant Taurus, the Tyrannosaurus Wreck, 
the Fossil Fuel, Pterodactyl Punch, and Triceraberry Pop, which is non-alcoholic. I just want to be in the meeting room when they come up with names. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to call this the Tyrannosaurus Wreck. And the fossil fuel. Don't you know they have kids named these things? Pterodactyl punch. Yeah. It was so much fun. (laughs) So over in Epcot at the refreshment port, some new soft serve flavors were spotted. Banana soft serve has been there, but now you can get strawberry soft serve Mm -hmm. or a swirl of strawberry and banana. These can either, one, be put on top of their warm brown sugar filled pretzel and drizzled with chocolate sauce. It is a sweet dessert. Kaylee and Vicky opted for just the pretzel on their visit while Angela and Jamie tried their pretzel with banana soft serve and chocolate sauce. It is something different, but um, they found it very yummy. I actually would have liked to had some chocolate icing to dip mine, but Mm. they did not offer that. It does sound good, Vicky. I like that idea. We got this tip from Gina. She actually had it. And she forgot to tell me about the banana ice cream and she knows I don't do bananas. So when I got there, I text her, I'm like, uh, you didn't tell me about the banana soft serve on the pretzel, not doing that. And she goes, totally forgot. Anyway. So there's two new booths this year at the Flower and Garden Festival. The first is the Sunshine Griddle, which will feature avocado toast, which I'm sure my daughter's going to be sad she's not going for that. Shrimp and grits, corned beef brisket hash, and fried cinnamon roll bites, which looked amazing, by the way. This is, of course, a brunch booth. The Farmer's Feast is another booth that will have rotating menu like spring onion soup and duck confit. And I looked at it, but I still couldn't get a good grasp of what that actually is, except for duck. (laughs) Sarah, do you know? I am not very familiar with confit. I will Hmm. have to look it up. I can, yeah, as my children say, I'll search it up. <laughs> search it up. It's those search it up, c- mom. Those fried cinnamon rolls do sound delightful. Oh, it's just, it's easy. It's duck or other meat cooked slowly in its own fat. <laughs> oh, that is easy. Hmm. Okay. Sounds appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best part, right? <laughs> they make it sound so, like, exquisite. <laughs> I think it is, is flavor so yeah it's it's good festival favorites will also be back which has been in epcot since the park reopened last july it will join other returning food booths like magnolia terrace in the american pavilion the garden gray's food stroll is back you collect five stamps by buying food at the different booths and you can get a complimentary prize snack. So after five food items, you get <laughs> another snack if you can eat it. <laughs> You'd probably be able to there. You can share along the way like we did. So you had room. Mm-hmm. Raya and the Last Dragon merchandise has arrived at the parks. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, kids shirts, a toy sword, battering Unji plushies, a plush Raya doll, and much more. They even have an adorable plush baby Tuk Tuk that will you will want to get because of its cuteness. Is it, is it as cute as Baby Yoda? Like, it's are they pushing cute. that? <laughs> have you seen him? I will look. At, I've seen the preview and everything, and you I'm excited to see the for plushie. the movie. 
Okay, mm. I'll look them up. All these items were spotted in Animal Kingdom, but we are sure that they will be all over Disney World as soon as that movie is released. And what is the release date again? Thursday. Ooh, and March you can 4th. get it. You can pay for it. Yes, on Disney Plus. Ahead of time. Or and you if, can wait. And if your movie theater is showing movies, apparently there are still some in this country that are showing movies. There are. <laughs> I saw people okay, going to a movie theater the other day. What are you saying, Steph? Tuck Tuck is cute, but he's Baby Yoda stuff cuter. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a Baby Yoda fan. I know, but he's so cute. I, I saw his little stuffy at the store. He is adorable. I do have to. It, it is cute. He's a close second. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is a new shoulder plush in town to join your Remy and Groot plush toys. Orange Bird can sit on your shoulder with the use of a magnet. Oh, fun. Yeah. We have the... Like um, my Porg. Yeah, we have a Porg. Not Remy or Groot, but Remy would be fun too. I think those are the most recent ones out is why yeah. they were... Yeah. I have Groot. I've had Groot for a really long time. Oh, okay. So Remy and Groot. And who else is it? Oh, they have a Baby Yoda. But they have a Baby Yoda toy one, if too. If you can find Soldier. one. And yeah, maybe soon they'll have a, a Tuk Tuk. Okay, and I did just look up Tuk Tuk, and he is really cute. And I did know, I when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, he's really cute. But I didn't know what he was. <laughs> so, we told you now he is a but now I know and a pug and yeah. a motorized vehicle. <laughs> At Epcot, they have a new Orange Bird Sipper. You can get a brand new ver version of the Orange Bird filled with the new Orange Lemon Smoothie. That sounds yummy. Just visit uh. the Citrus Blossom booth at Epcot and they will hook you up with this refreshing drink and an adorable cup to drink it from. Well, thank you so much, Margie and Sarah, for joining Steph and I this week and helping us bring the magical news from Disney. I'd also like to thank my friend Angela and Jamie for inviting Kaylee and I to go along on Jamie's 21st birthday trip. If you haven't listened to the pop-ups from that, I would encourage you to do it because there's some fun information. I don't know. We're probably going to have to do another show of just tips because we learned a lot last week when we were there of things that I didn't learn when I was there in October that might be helpful for other people. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our TikTok page, Your Story Travel, all one word. And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki talks with Gina about her Disney anniversary trip to the happiest place on earth and staying at the Contemporary Resort. If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and more, contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com or message us here at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. And Gina will make sure that you get a copy at the beginning of each month. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your years, the Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. May all your dreams come true. Adventures out there. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>